Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts my simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Ron and Anian. You know, an oil change to me is the foundation of maintaining an automobile. And judging by what I'm seeing in the way that people are maintaining them or attempting to maintain them, I don't think they're doing a very good job. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars. To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away The Car Doctor If the wrong filter had been installed, what, could that mess up the dipstick? I don't, I don't like to say the word wrong filter. I'll, I'll tell you the story like this. I've run into scenarios where certain filter brands don't retain the original shape of the manufacturer. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. God bless the U.S. 
God bless all our service people, um, those that are here, this generation, past generations, and future generations for all that they do to keep us safe and for those that uh, made the ultimate sacrifice. Um, welcome to the Memorial Day edition of The Car Doctor. A little tough this year. It's always tough on Memorial Day for me personally on a, on a personal note. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, four years now Uncle Steve is gone, and I always think of him on Memorial Day. I mean, who couldn't, right? I, I think of him a lot during the course of the week, during the course of my day. Um, here, but uh, Memorial Day is a little different without him, and uh, we're going to try and revive that a little bit today, because uh, coming up in the second hour, we've got a great Uncle Steve interview from 2013, um, where I actually called him out about his age, and uh, he got a little feisty with me, and you know, kind of had that don't make me old before my time attitude. He was 90, and I called him 91. Um, yeah, Tom? You know, we may have some new listeners around. Why don't you tell them who uh, Uncle Steve is? Well, you know, good point. Uncle Steve um, was really my father's brother. He was my real Uncle Steve. He was, um, my father had passed when I was a little kid. I think, uh, you know, if, if you're a regular listener here, you know that. My father passed when I was 11. And um, Uncle Steve then became that father figure, um, in, in, in a sense. And, uh, you know, we, we grew close. And, and there was a lot of times, you know, he was that guy that I called and talked to like a dad. And, how do I do this and how do I do that? And, you know, he had that can-do attitude. And I didn't really understand who Uncle Steve was or, or what it was about him that, you know, was the attraction um, until I got older. And and I figured it out. It, it's real easy. Once you listen to him, you know, he was a he was that he was he was part of that greatest generation, right? That World War II generation that we always talk about and refer to in that way. And he was a P-51 fighter pilot. He was 19 years old when he went overseas when the war broke out. And um, he was shot down three times. He, you know, had countless stories. I'm questioning whether or not some of them were true now, about especially the one about flying under the Eiffel Tower. Um, although I still think I just, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of proof that that really happened. Um, but you know, Uncle Steve was just he he was a badass. I mean, we got to say it like that. He just was. He was part of that group. And um, you know, we we kind of step out of character a little bit every year. And it started out as a simple conversation so many years ago with him just talking about how do they maintain the planes because we kind of got mechanically curious. We said, you know, how do they how do they maintain the planes because maintaining a, a, a fighter plane in combat conditions is a whole lot different than maintaining a fighter plane, you know, in, in an enclosed hangar with, you know, heat and, and cool and, 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 and so forth. But they did it, you know, the mechanics did it out in the open in the fields of England, um, you know, Falmere, England. And, uh, you know, places like that as, as the airfields dotted up and grew up across the grew across the landscape of England. And, um, you know, Uncle Steve talks a little bit about, how you know, they were working under mud and rain and all kinds of crazy conditions. Um, and it's just it's just it's a throwback and a reminder of um, I'll, I'll tell you, Uncle Steve's message as it always was every year that freedom isn't free. And um, somebody did something and gave up something and made the sacrifice for us to have our freedom and uh that's 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 a large part of what Uncle Steve's message to us was. So we honor that today, as uh, as we honor all of those um, that have made the sacrifice to put us here. Um, that's Uncle Steve. So anyway, um, gee, I got to gain my train of thought. You know, talking about him gets me going. I was going to open up with this conversation. Uh, you know, and this is the Wall Street Journal. Um, the Wall Street Journal had a recent article. It was in, in the opinion section, and I read it with some fascination. It talks about electric vehicles speeding ahead on a bridge to nowhere. And the subtitle is, Neoliberals who want to replace the internal combustion engine-powered car with EVs are living in a fantasy world. Bold statement, right? I mean, that's sort of a, 
striking. But I guess we're allowed to say that. After all, this country is based on freedoms. We're all allowed to have an opinion. And um, here's an opinion out of the Wall Street Journal that they published. And they must have some... Uh, they must have a reason. Maybe it's because there's some truth here, and we always like to look for truth. I think that's what this radio show is about. Um, the article continues, In the electric vehicle unicorn crash, Alyssa Finley mentions that 434... And I love it when they give numbers, because numbers are, you know, it's, it's either true or it's not. And I'm going to believe it's true, because it's published, because I don't think any major newspaper would set themselves up for uh, a, a debacle like this, at least not knowingly. 435,000 almost electric vehicles were sold in the U.S. last year. This represents, and this is the thing that gets me, and, and I believe this to be true, this represents less than 3% of the 15 million vehicles sold here in 2021. Global lithium mine production reached a record high of 100,000 metric tons last year. 65% was used in electric vehicle battery construction. The other 44% used in lubricant cell phones and things like that. The Electrotech news site estimates that the Tesla Model S uses 63 kilograms, 138 pounds of lithium per electric vehicle, which means that if Tesla used every available pound, listen to this statement, every available pound of worldwide lithium for Model S battery construction, it could produce only 1,040,000 Model S EVs a year. Think about that. That is a bold statement. So, where will the batteries come from? That's my question. Granted, the Model S is a top-end product that requires more lithium than smaller EVs, but the point is simple. Neoliberals, their words, not mine, who want to replace the internal combustion engine-powered car with EVs are living in a fantasy world. To make matters worse, the U.S. currently only has one large-scale active lithium mine in Nevada with two more proposed mines nearby, but the same kind of environmentally woke folks who demand a move to an all-EV fleet or holding up the opening of those two mines in court. Unfortunately, the happy talk that defines the modern Democratic Party also prevails in the EV industry. Russ Andrews, Aspen, Colorado. Um, and, you know, and again, they, it, it's going to be it's a political charge subject, right? And, and it's, it's going to be. It's just going to continue to get to be that. But there are some valid numbers here, uh, especially the one, this is, this is not the first time we've heard this. You know, there was about a half a million EVs sold in the U.S. last year. And that's just less than 3% of the 15 million. And, you know, the numbers don't match. Mark Mills came on and talked about this, right? He talked about how if we wanted to produce so many millions of cars and, you know, the size of the fleet versus what we can actually produce and what we can actually support in terms of manufacturing, never mind charging electrically. And I, you know, I encourage you to go find this. This is on the Wall Street Journal. It's made, it's dated May 25th. So it's just this uh, past week. So it's a fresh article. It's a fresh conversation. And um, if you've got any thoughts about it, you want to talk about it, I'm here, 855-560-9900. I'm here to talk to you about it because that's what this radio show is. We're going to talk about electric vehicles. We're going to talk about things mechanical and whatever else your heart desires um, as we continue to push ahead. It was a wild week in the shop. I've got, I don't know if we'll talk about some of the stories. It was, we walked out of there. We were we were dead tired yesterday. Um, uh, just, just, you know, just a wear you out kind of a week. Uh, a lot of tires lately. Um, you guys are out on the road again, and I think uh, the pandemic is catching up. We've noticed that a lot of tires are dry rotted and cracked, and we look at the date codes on them, and they are six, seven years old. And it seems that the um, the the great let's rebuild the fleet option is going on, and uh, we're going to talk about that this hour. If you want to talk about that too, but right now let me pull over and take a pause. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. The phones are lit up. When I come back, we'll open the garage doors. Don't go away. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. 
If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the best in car advice, give Ron a call, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Hey, let's get over to Dodge and let's get over to Del- let's get over to Delaware and talk to Dodge. Dodge in Delaware, Dodge in Delaware, Delaware and Dodge. Hey, how are you, Dodge? Welcome back. Hey, how are you, Ron? All right, sir. What's going on? What's on your mind? First off, I want to thank you for continually questioning about these EV vehicles, the power grid, and how it's all going to work, because I don't hear a lot of vo- other voices questioning this whole green deal. Thanks, man. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to do, because I take, I, I'm not complaining. I, I just, I, I read my, I read the comments, and, you know, I'm taking a lot of flack for it, and I just, listen, I'm just being an American, man. I'm just expressing my opinion. I think I'm entitled and allowed to do that. Right. Oh, I got kicked off of Twitter for doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, that's okay. I guess I'm in good company then, you know. So, but um, and you know, let me state this right now, here and now, for all those that are up there, that are out there, that are saying, you know, Ron's trying to disrupt the entire electric vehicle industry. I'm more than willing to put anybody up here that's a proponent for it, for it or against it. Let's just talk about it. That's all I'm looking to do. So, anyway, on to your question. What's uh, what's on your mind today? So. Uh, this is what's going on with my car. It's not that important, but what I've noticed is when it's been going on for a couple of years, when the temperature outside gets up in the 90s, and I go, I go to leave my vehicle, and I turn the AC on temperature all the way down low, turn the fan on all the way high, turn the vehicle off, leave, 
and then if I start it from in my house, when I go outside, the fan will only be on the lowest setting until the fob gets in the car. So the AC won't turn on. I, I think the compressor's running, but the fan always stays on low until the fob goes in. Now, was it was it always like that, Dodge, or you don't remember? It's been like that for a couple of years. I'm bizarre about it. When you do it with that the AC off and the heat, the fan is when you the fan's on high until you get in the car with the fob. Well, but if you if you set the fan down low before you left the vehicle, or you set the fan up high. I turn the fan all the way up. I turn the AC temp all the way down because you know I want it to cool off. Right. But the the fan stays on low until the. I mean, like put the fob in through the open window and throw the fob in to see what, and it, it turns up. Have you has the vehicle had any software updates in its history that you're aware of? I've gotten software updates that they uh, contact me about. Okay, have they done any of them? They have. You know, and I'm going to say that if it's different before versus after or the other way around, I'm going to say that perhaps one of those software updates changed something because obviously the key fob is having an input command causing the system to react differently. Because there's no, there's, there's no, you know, there's no mechanical or diagnostic reason I can imagine. If, if I were to run a code scan on that vehicle and it had no faults in it, and it's it's you know the the conclusion is it's operating as designed, and then you'd have to look at what's the design flaw here. Well, software is dictating what's going on, and if there was a software change, you know, not all the software updates tell you every reason you're getting that update. All right, um, right. I, I I don't know what the rationale would be on preventing air conditioning from working while the vehicle's on a remote start. Maybe they're trying to get you out of remote starting it. I don't know. I mean, this could be the black helicopter conspiracy tin hat theory, uh, <laughs> you know, concept here that they, they don't want the vehicle idling that long uh, for whatever reason. And, you know, that's just the key fob has to be in the vehicle for it to, to work like it you, you want yeah. it to work. Um, you know, I well, would they could just go ahead. You know, how you, if the car only idles so long on remote start, it turns itself off anyway. Right, right, right. Um, if it's any consolation, my Suburban does the same thing, but it's done it since day one. If I remote start my Suburban, it will not operate the air conditioning um, uh, until I get in the vehicle and engage it. So, uh, you what, know, and what is, what's the reason behind that? I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. I, you know, I'm not sure what they're thinking. I, again, you know, I think they don't want vehicles idling unless you're moving. And, you know, it's it's the whole, is it an environmental issue? Is it we're going to prevent fuel economy issues? We're going to prevent pollution? We're going to, you know. Um, the, the world doesn't make a lot of sense, Dodge. All right? Uh, you know, you know what? I, I never even considered that, but you're probably right. You know, you've got to look at, you know, I see a lot of things in the day-to-day, you know, that just make no sense to me about the way we operate things and um, my eyes are only getting opened wider as I get older, and, and I'm, I'm seeing more and more of the things that happen and why. And, uh, you know, it's – I look back – it's funny. I was thinking this week about the evolution of emission controls and how emission controls came to be. And I think about the nightmares of the, of the late 70s and the early 80s when, my God, everything had a vacuum line to it and just the controls and trying to – you know, trying to do emission controls on a carbureted vehicle – 
man, it was like it was like trying to spit into the wind and get it to go in that in the opposite direction. It just it just couldn't happen. It was just so involved and complex. And I look at how vehicles have evolved now in in terms of of what they're doing. I had a um I had an 05 PT cruiser in the shop this week that had a failure of well, I got to tell the story this way. So it was in the shop two weeks ago because it was setting misfire faults. And a uh, so it had a P zero three hundred five a P zero three hundred four misfire on cylinder four and had a P zero three thirty five crank sensor fault, which are kind of you know they're they're sort of same but they're not and I couldn't produce any crank sensor issues. I scoped it. I scoped the cam sensor. They both looked great. They were rock solid signals, both in sync. No difference. No deviation. There was only four degrees of uh, variation in the belt slap, so that wasn't an issue. And but I could I could prove the misfire problem. I could sit there and listen to it, and I would hear tick 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 like there was an external arc from the coil going to ground. And you know you get to be at a little bit of a loss because here's a car that's 15 almost 16 years old, and and the technology and you're used to a newer modern. I started thinking, Ron, you're getting soft. You used to fix harder things than this back when there were vacuum hoses on carburetors. Long story short, it had a bad coil. I pulled it apart, did plugs, wires, and a coil. Fixed the misfire. Gave the car back to the customer. She's a great customer. Um, she's been with us for years and years and years. And I said, you know, there's this 335 fault for crank sensor that I can't pin down. I, I, I'm i not sure what's going on here. But, I, you know, I fixed what I knew was bad. I, I solved the misfire. Take it away. She takes it away. A couple of days go by. The car starts stalling. And it stalls. And it just stalls at random. She gets up to a stop sign. It stalls. She'd call me up. She'd go, listen. And she says, and it cranks funny, which I noticed the funny crank initially when I had the misfire problem, but I didn't have that problem afterwards. And she would hold her cell phone to the, you know, she's got her arm out the window and she's cranking it. And I go, yeah, that does sound funny. There is something weird going on there. So bring it back. She brings it back. I go through it. I tested everything I could under the sun on this car. I couldn't. I couldn't reproduce. I did. A, I did a short to power test. I loaded the power signal lines going up to the uh, ECU. I went through everything. I said, you know what? There's something about this that's familiar. It's not a crank sensor. It's a cam sensor. And I ran through my notes from umpteen years ago, and I found the notes I took in class the night where I wrote down where the instructor told us that you'll get a crank sensor fault. But it's really not the crankshaft position sensor. It's the camshaft position sensor because they both share a common 5-volt line. And there's a short to power that's pulling down the crank signal but doesn't necessarily set a cam code. It sets a crank code. And my point becomes the way they write the software and the way they come up with and expect us to diagnose these things just continues to evolve and change. I put cam and crank sensors in if the car's fixed. In your case, it could be in the software, brother. And that's where I would stop to consider what might have happened. Appreciate the call. Till the next time, I'm Ron Anany in the Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, 
Exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hang on, help is on its way. I'll be there as fast as I can. Welcome back. Well, I'm Nate, the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number. Pick up the phone, give us a call, leave a message. Tom Ray will call you back and get you in the next live broadcast. Let's go over to John in Michigan, wants to chat electrics. John, welcome to the show. How can I help you today? Yes, I've heard previous discussions about how prohibitive the costs of electronic cars are and the batteries and all the drawbacks, but I can't think of any technology since the 80s that didn't get better and cheaper, and it has been in the news that Ford thinks they can come up with a battery that charges in a matter of minutes. Um, but I just think of when the first things I saw in this microelectronic revolution with the digital watches that cost more than a hundred dollars, and now you can get them for for less than five dollars sometimes. And uh, and, and I couldn't I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, listen, I don't think when they flew at Kitty Hawk, you know, nobody was saying they wouldn't go to the moon. It just you know it, it, when we did it in a relatively short time, right? We did it what like seventy years later. Um, you know, I, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think things are going to get cheaper and things are going to get better. The question is, is the timetable they've got set up? And and this is, I'm just asking you this question for your opinion. Um, you know, is it is the timetable they've got set up about, you know, phasing out internal combustion engine in some states, a lot of states by 2030 or 2035? Is that feasible? That's only seven years away or 15 years away. 
Do you think they can then do it? Then it won't happen. Certainly they'll change their plans. But right. You know? It just seems to me that a certain party ever on Twitter for years has been almost praying for the electric car to fail and ridiculing it and anyone that buys them. And I just think it's stupid. Well, you, so you think this is, you think that you're saying it's getting political already or it has been political. Oh, it has been. Right. Right. So you're, and, you're, you're blaming, I the, mean, you're blaming the Republicans is what you're telling me. Being, I'm not saying it, but it, it, what a tree hugger words like that. And what do they call it? The green movement, etc. I mean, so let me let me ask you this question. All right, um, do you own a, you own an electric vehicle? I can't afford one yet, and I may not be driving by the time I can. Okay, how old are you? Seventy. All right. So, you know, you don't think you'll be driving in ten years? I I'm not sure I'll be alive based on my family history. But. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, listen, evolution and technology is always going to march forward, right? Um, you know, that article, I'm sure you heard the article I read talking about the Wall Street Journal in the beginning. And I'm glad you called, John. I'm glad you had the guts to call because a lot of guys just don't want to talk about this. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of bothersome? If these numbers are right, the article in the Wall Street Journal that there was, let's round it off, half a million electric vehicles were sold in the U.S. last year. That's just 3% of the 15 million vehicles sold here in 21. And when they compare that percentage to the amount of available lithium in current technology, it, it's they just can't build much more than that. Isn't that sort of bothersome that this whole electric thing is being thrown at us and saying, hey, hey, we've got to do this, and we're going to do this in such a short period of time? But, you know, it's kind of like the road to nowhere. We're, we're being told, here's where we're going, but the bridge ends. Watch out for the detour. Well, I'm glad they're trying, and they can change their plans as they go. But we might see a new technology we. You and I don't know about you. Well, we might, and we might, and we might. So let me tell you from my perspective, right, um, the things I hear down in the shop at, at, at shop level is some of the scan tools that we've invested in are no longer going to be developed or not being developed any further because the manufacturers have mandated because of this seven-year or 15-year phase out of internal combustion engine so those scan tools are now being done away with. There's no further software support being added. They don't foresee that they're going to develop any more hardware. There's no need, they say, because we'll all be in electric vehicles. You know, we're slowly throwing the switch towards the electric vehicle future. But what if the tracks don't go anywhere? And that's, well, the, that's the problem. That situation can be remedied if it, in the worst case. Okay, so so and, you're and start making those things again. So whatever, you, so that's you're, a separate issue. So well, no, wait a minute now. You're saying so if we go if we go ten years down the road and we've done we've lost ten years of development of software and scan tools and tooling for internal combustion engine and we switch to EV, you think we can switch and go right back to an internal combustion engine just like that that quickly? I'm not in a position to say that, but I think that. But you did say that. I have faith that somehow the. The world will go on and or go back to it somehow. Well, it will. But we lived without all that stuff for a long time, right? And we will go back to it, John, if that's the case. And but, what you have today is going to be obsolete in how many years anyway? Well, but the point becomes that we're being told already the switch has already been thrown, and you know what? Listen, I've been I've been an auto mechanic for forty five years. If I wasn't the one to embrace technology, I don't know who does. I, I live with it every day, and so do everybody else out there fixing cars. 
You know, we're just seeing technology being thrown at us that isn't ready, that there doesn't seem to be viable solutions. And, you know, what do you think about the idea or the, the, the possibility? What do you say to, you know, where will the power come from? Are, are, I guess you're going to tell me that we're going to charge everything from the sun? I'm not qualified to say anything at all about it, about any of these issues. So. Okay. But the key word you used is seem. Right. Oh. Well, listen, I don't disagree with you on a lot of your points. I just want to see how it gets carried out. If someone tells me if someone tells me this is the future, I want to see how we're going to get there. I want an explanation because I don't have complete blind faith, um, and I think it's our right to question it. So whether you agree or not, that's up to you. Um, you know. But as I said, I'm glad you called. I really am. I'm glad we had this conversation. And who would have believed that a six-cylinder car could get thirty plus miles a gallon? Maybe some of them even get forty. Who would have believed that in 1980? Well. Sure, like I said, who would have believed, you know, from Kitty Hawk to, you know, landing on the moon in 1969? Um, you know, it's there's a lot of validity there. But again, we don't have 70 years. We have seven. All right? And that's the point. We're, we're, we're being thrown a, a technology that we don't seem to be able to embrace. And, you know, I don't get it. As I'm asking you the questions, I've asked everybody the same questions. Where will it come from? And I get the same answer. Don't worry. It's going to happen. You know what? Somebody wrote me and made a harassing statement about, Ron, you're being closed-minded because, you know, it's it's going to happen just like, you know, transportation we see out of Star Trek will happen at some point in the future, too. Yeah. Star Trek happened 500 years from now. Um, you know, it's not happening today. So, you know what? If you're going to make an argument for something, you've got to have proof of it. You've got to be able to sit there and say two and two is four. Don't give me the what ifs. Um, but I appreciate the call, John. I'm more than glad to talk to anybody about it. I want to know where we're going. I just, I'm looking for information. 855-560-9900. We're back right after this. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Snakes. Zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Ronnie and the car doctor rolling along this hour at 855-560-9900. Let's get over to Elsa in Maine, 04 Honda Civic and an AC problem. Welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Hi, Ron. Uh, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Well, I have a 2004 uh, Honda Civic, okay. and I uh, have been taking care of it in the meantime, you know, getting oil, etc. I checked some fluids myself. Uh I brought it to Midas because, and I've been dealing with him, with them, um, because there was noise. There is still noise when I started up. And then uh, once I get going, it quiets down a little bit. But I, when I put my foot on the brake, it's uh, quiet. But when I put my foot on the uh, speed, uh <laughs> The gas the pedal. Speed, uh, yeah, the gas pedal. Yeah. Yeah. It makes noise. But in any case, I went there and I told them what the problem was. And I said, I need a tune up because it's been a while. And can you check the air conditioning? Which they did. They tuned it up and they did some engine labor. They decided it was a valve cover gasket set that I needed. Right. And a double platinum plug. Right. Then the air conditioning, they put a RMFG compressor in. They put a serpentine belt on. They evacuated, purged, and recharged the AC. Right. They put O2 Revitrand in, leak dial, system oil. And it's... I, I didn't check it in between because I trusted that it was done and it would work. But then when the warmer weather started, which was really recent, it uh, blew hot air. And I tried it several times. So uh, my daughter suggested, you know, Mom, why don't you bring it to VIP? So I was in the neighborhood, went to VIP. They checked it out. I don't know. They checked everything out. I told them what had been done, what had been installed. They did a multi-point vehicle inspection, alignment check. They checked for, and this is in capital letters, AC leak, A-leak. dash 
say, leak detection, and uh, they did some labor. They said everything was fine. But what occurs to me, though, after I had all that previous work done, that uh, they charged me, um, it, it was a second hand, it was not a new one, um, compressor, I believe. Which the, 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 the first place, Elsa, right? The first place that's that you the went first to. place. Right. Well, what they did was, yeah. from what you're describing, and I assume you're reading off the repair order, what you're describing is they put yeah. a remanufactured AC compressor on the car. So, but but, okay. but but listen, let's let's get to the chase because it's it's only a one hour show. So let's let's do yeah. it like this. The first place, you know, first of all, did you authorize the replacement of the compressor? Did they say to you, "Hey, Elsa, this is the problem. The compressor is bad," and they put a compressor on it? Did they talk to you about that first? Yeah. They, okay. Yes, okay. they didn't want to charge me a thousand dollar price, so they had in mind a secondhand one. Okay. Well, it's not secondhand. It's just not a new compressor. A reman means that it was rebuilt somewhere by some outside right. shop, somebody other than Honda. So, regardless. Did you yep. go back to the first shop and say, hey, the AC still doesn't work? Can you take a look at it? No, no but that's my next question to you. Right. Why, why uh, wouldn't you do course. You should do that. I mean, um, you, did, did, they re, I, did they recently do the compressor? 319. So, so March. So, so March of this year, so less than three months ago, they yep. did they did an AC compressor. Yeah, it's listen. Yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't yep. be I wouldn't be at VIP or anybody else. I would be back to the shop that did it. Look, you know, have they been your have they been your shop for a while? Do you have a relationship with them? Do you feel? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but if, I feel that yeah. Go if, ahead. If you feel comfortable with them, look, it happens to everybody. It happens to me. I'll put a part on a car. I'll think it's the best part in the world. It's a new part. Um, I've got a great story coming up in the next couple of weeks about a Lexus that we did uh, knuckles and wheel bearings in less than 300 miles ago, and we can't figure out why the bearings failed. The manufacturer can't figure out why the bearings failed. Things happen. You know, there, there's an X-File side to the to the auto repair business. It just makes no sense why things happen. And you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I would go. I would be back there and say, "Hey guys, you know what's up now? You know, is it possible that the new compressor is bad? Sure. Is it possible that there's a leak in the system that they didn't see the first time? Absolutely. But uh, until really? they, until yeah, absolutely. Listen, it, it could be good on Tuesday and bad on Wednesday. You ever buy? You ever buy something electronic and have it fail the day after you bought it? I have. Yeah. Right? It's it's yeah. new doesn't mean good. New means never ever worked in my library, kiddo. So I think before we have a big, much longer conversation, I think it's back to the original repair shop. Ask them to take a look. Um, you know, this is what you know, and and start there and, and see how they handle it. You know, remember this auto repair is like a marriage. It's not how great things are when everybody's happy and things are rolling along, all right? It's when there's a problem. How do you work it out and do you resolve it to everybody's satisfaction? Now the heat's on them. Let's see how they stand up. Can they take the heat? You call me back if you need more, Elsa. I appreciate the call. Go get them. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's back right after this. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. 
If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. Very lively hour. Just uh, just a lot of fun this hour. 855-560-9900 is the phone number. Put it away somewhere. You can uh, use it in the following broadcast. Or you can call and leave a message, and Tom Ray will hook you up and put you in the next live broadcast. For Elsa from Maine, if she's still out there. Um, you know, Elsa, I was thinking about this, and uh, I jumped into the Mitchell One SureTrack community website. SureTrack is a collection of, well, real-life stories from the repair shop, things that happen to fix vehicles. And, um, you know, it's it's live from the bays, if you would. It's what's really going on under the hood. And uh, this one is fresh. This one is from May of this year by Nick Taylor. He's the author. Um, he's been with Mitchell One for a very long time. You can check him out at MitchellOne.com. Uh, talks about... You know, this is every every shop's nightmare, right? They were working on a 2002 GMC Envoy, and it talks about the tool, 
a tool accidentally dropped against the battery and shorted the positive and negative terminals while the vehicle was in for a head gasket repair. After the head gasket repair was done, after they uh, picked up the ratchet that had shorted the positive and negative terminals, the car would not start and there was no cranking. They found that the main fuse, there's a 125-amp fuse in an underhood fuse box, was bad. They replaced it. It's, it still wouldn't crank. Um, or sorry, it, cr- it would crank and everything would work at the fuse box, but they just wouldn't allow the vehicle to start. And they were thinking like, oh my God, was it something related to the ratchet that shorted the battery positive and negative terminals? Of course you'd think that. You had the engine apart. There's so many variables, so many things to look at. It turns out that because of the sure track community, everybody chimed in and was talking about it. Somebody suggested, hey, why don't we go through basic power and grounds at the PCM? They did that. They found a bad ground for the PCM that had nothing to do with any of the work that was done, the ratchet that fell against the battery posts. They cleaned the ground. Vehicle fired right up, and without the help of things like SureTrack Community and Mitchell One, it just wouldn't have happened. So, Elsa, it could be something unrelated to the AC compressor that they did. Go back and talk to the shop. That's the key. More information at MitchellOne.com, by the way. Till the next time, I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.